Welcome to the No More Mondays podcast, the show that inspires confident professionals by interviewing people who actually enjoy what they do for work. I'm your host, Angie Callen, and I welcome you to join me each week as I chat with founders, entrepreneurs, and employees who have figured out that special sauce, the magic, the mystery to having No More Mondays. Hello, listeners, and welcome to the No More Mondays podcast. We are so excited you decided to join us for our first real episode, and this one is entitled Fuel Your Mondays. Today, we are not only chatting with someone who finds optimism in Mondays, but also someone who helps me enjoy mine just a little bit more with a daily jolt of this entrepreneur's favorite fuel, coffee. Sean the Roaster Anderson is the founder and proprietor of Old Town Coffee, and he's used his passion for beans to shift careers. And even though he did restart from quote unquote the bottom, he has worked his way back up to the top of the industry where he's an award winning roaster. His company not only does good through the fuel it produces for people like me, but also through a commitment to community and compassion, which is realized through a philanthropic aspect to Old Town Roasting. As if that's not enough, it gets even better. Did you know there is such a thing as a master roaster? Well, this guy is one of them, and Sean gets to travel the world to teach other roasters about the art and science behind the craft of coffee roasting. If you're already wondering how to get a few of these magic beans in your morning cup, check out oldtownroasting.com. This coffee lover highly recommends the Roaster's Choice subscription because I love me some single origin magic. Let's give a big warm welcome to Sean the Roaster Anderson. Hey, everybody. I feel like that jock jam song should be played in the background. I'm envisioning streamers right now. I'm, I'm standing up and dancing. Perfect. That's all and I maybe am. some neon, maybe some neon clothing is going on. <laughs> we were chatting just before we started recording about how you know for the last year or so of kind of wanting to host a podcast, I've always envisioned Sean as my first guest. One because just people love coffee and it's so relevant to everything we do. But he's also accomplished a lot of things. I know clients and people in general want to accomplish. You know, we focus here on No More Mondays on people who love what they do for work, and so I can't imagine a, a better person to talk to than somebody who's found career satisfaction, personal happiness, and does good in the in the community. You've hit the trifecta. So Sean, let's starting let's start by getting everybody up to speed on kind of where you're at and how you've got to gotten to be where you're at today in the coffee world and with old town roasting. So kind of talk us through Sean the early years and, and just your journey of how you've gotten to where you're at today. Sure. Um, well, I've been a fan of coffee my whole life. I started drinking it in the fourth grade, which always amuses me uh, when I hear that coffee can stunt your growth. I was just going to say it. it didn't I'm six foot growth. six. Yeah. <laughs> my mom's five, four and I'm six, six. So I think coffee's good for you. Personally. Is, there an, is, there, is there an alternate argument there is the question. Right. Um, yeah. I grew up in one of those homes where there was just always a pot of coffee on. It wasn't necessarily good. I'm pretty sure it was Folger's. But still, that smell of it, like I was always drawn to that since childhood. Never envisioned working in the field whatsoever, though. Uh, and then when the big recession hit in, was it around 2007 or so, um, I was laid off because I had a very cushy job selling stuff that nobody needs. Uh, we sold bow ties and neckties. <laughs> and Ooh. it was a lovely job, but um, definitely wasn't my calling and was not my passion. 
it's just easy money. Uh, so it was really a blessing to get laid off. And when I was, I was hanging out in coffee shops quite a bit, just freelance writing for some websites. And one of the coffee houses I hung out in roasted their own coffee. I'd never seen that before. As much as I thought I knew about coffee, I had no idea that there was roasting and coffee roasters and the whole well, thing. Well, that's when that kind of like, let's call it the craft coffee. It's really the craft beverage movement really right. started. So, yeah, I was watching them roast. I was fascinated by it. Um, I was so intrigued that I took about a 50% cut in pay for my unemployment to take a job at the coffee shop bagging beans. Because even though that was the lowest job they offered, it was the only job where you work directly for the coffee roaster. Ah. And my hope was to become an apprentice, which they weren't looking for one at the time. But I got lucky and they eventually did make me an apprentice. Um, and I, I wouldn't do it any other way because being new to the coffee scene as a professional, it allowed me to start at the bottom, learn from begging beans to cash register to being a pretty good barista uh, to finally apprenticing as a coffee roaster. So I've, I understand all of it from the ground up. You got to and learn the business of coffee there exactly. while also learning the craft of coffee. Yeah, and I, I truly believe, and not every coffee roaster has been a barista, but I think it's essential. I don't see how you can roast coffee to its maximum greatness, if you will, if you don't understand how the extraction works and how to brew it and what to do with it once it's finished. Okay, you got pushed off a precipice. And I talk to people about this all the time of like, you know, you just kind of do whatever you do. You get stuck in your routine. You get, you get, you just, you get used to it and not ever really being as conscious as we may, maybe should be about what possibilities lie you know, lie ahead if we go explore them. And sometimes that that push off, like you just said, I, it was a blessing to be laid off because it, you wouldn't be where you are today had that had that rug not been pulled out from under you. And the second thing that I want to make sure listeners just think about is the idea that, you know, you did something a lot of people may not have the luxury or, or in the position of doing, but basically starting at the ground level to really get a comprehensive understanding around an industry. And that's what gave you the opportunity to grow within it both as an employee and an entrepreneur. Absolutely. And I want to make it clear to those who are like, well, I can't afford to do that. Neither could I. I I'm lucky enough to own a home, but I rented out every single room in my house except for my bedroom so that I could afford to follow that passion. I, where there, I, where there's I a will, there's a way. To, yeah, exactly. You, if you really want it, you're going to find a way to make it happen. Okay, Assuming we're just going to end the call possible. then. We're going to yeah. end this podcast right now. That's, welcome, there you everyone. go. No more Mondays. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> we're already winning and we're 10 minutes in. <laughs> I'm not saying it won't be tedious and you won't want to give up every other day, but you can make it happen if you want to. You're in a very interesting situation, um, quite unique about this kind of parallel growth as an employee that then kind of branched off into Old Town Roasting. Talk to me a little bit more about kind of that aspect of, of how this is all propelled forward for you? I Just as I never envisioned being in coffee professionally, I never thought I would own a business. At the time, that wasn't a dream of mine. Um, my dream has always been to help people as much as I can and to hopefully leave the world, at least my little bubble of the world, better off than it was uh, before I was here. Um, and so in working for that other company and learning the craft, the only reason I chose to go off on my own and do Old Town Roasting was because, one, we didn't have shared values, the company and I. And two, I was learning a great craft that I was falling in love with, but I wasn't doing anything to help anyone still. 
And so when I started Old Town Roasting from day one, even when I was selling on Etsy, didn't even have my own website, I was still giving 20% of my profits to different charities. That's the entire point of Old Town Roasting. Uh, To be perfectly honest, I rarely pay myself because I also have a day job. And I do that by choice so that I can afford to give more from my company. And you found a way to balance those two things. Yeah, I would... I'm not going to say it's a healthy way because I'm exhausted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you, you know, I bet you we work about the same. So you've got yeah. – there's a reason there's a 20-ounce Yeti of Guatemala right in front of me as we're talking. Exactly. Freshly arrived last night, compliments of you. So yeah, it, yeah, it's fitting. It's, it's exhausting, but I obviously love it because you know I, I have a full-time job, which I'm able to do because it's a company that, again, I share values with and I'm proud to be there. Um but as tired as I am, I also recently just went back to school after a 25-year break. So I'm a college student. Thank you. As well as a double employee. <laughs> you just said something, and even we don't have to talk a whole, you know, we're focusing on you and building Old Town Roasting, but you said something that's really important. Well, you've said a couple important things that I, I want to highlight. And one of them is the idea that you have found an employer whose values and and mission align with yours and you're really proud to to work there. And I think that that is a a key foundation to finding satisfaction through employment. Not everybody can go be an entrepreneur. Those words put together are so the perfect messaging around if you want or you need to maintain employment, but want to do it in a way that doesn't make you hate Mondays, that's exactly what you're looking for. 100%. Even if you don't love that day job, if you at least believe in it, if you believe in the company, it's going to make it so much easier to go there with a smile on your face every week. And I'm guessing because you're so well aligned, they're also supportive of the side hustle. A hundred percent. In fact, a large amount of the employees buy coffee from me. (laughs) I I had a feeling that was probably also the case. I would be mad at them if they didn't. Do you envision, and and maybe we don't want to, we don't want to reveal too much, but do you envision a transition that that goes more towards Old Town Roasting as a full-time? Or is this something that is always going to kind of have a dual aspect to how your kind of career and fulfilling that need to serve look? For my goals, it's it's going to stay a little bit as it is. Um, where it's going to change, and the reason I went back to school is my other passion has been I've always wanted to teach. Again, my goal of making a difference in people's lives. So my plan is to have Old Town Roasting as still my passion, but I hate to call it a side thing because it's just as important to me. But let's just call it a, a side job or a side hustle. Um, because when I'm teaching, I know I'm going to have summers off. I'm going to have a certain time where mm-hmm. I'm not working anyway. And I think they're, they're going to they're gonna work really well together. And it's going to give me an opportunity to help different people in different ways. So we, basically, you're looking at essentially, let's call it a, a third career trajectory. Yes. And my my you know emphasis there is I, I literally have had 27-year-olds who come to me and they go, but I'm, I'm going to be too old. I'm going to be too old to, to not do what I'm doing. I'm like, right. I, I just turned 40 and I think I'm on number four. <laughs> you're never, I think you're never, you're never too old to do something different. And the second part is, you, you know, a few minutes ago, you mentioned something around that dream, like your personal goals and really what you're driven by, which is that need to, to have impact and, and serve. That is becoming a very common sentiment in people who are in their mid-career. Um, and, and a lot of times they'll say to me, I know this sounds really just cliche or, or kind of weird, but I really just want to do something more meaningful. And while meaningful kind of has different 
you know, different definitions to all of us. Ultimately, you are a living, breathing example of somebody who has figured out how to create a life that is more meaning, that has more meaning for the way you define it. And that that includes a couple different ways. For sure. Yeah. It's not going to look the same for everybody. And uh, and I also think, yeah, let's let's be fair to Old Town Roasting and not call it a side hustle. It's just not the way that you're it's not your primary income. It's a business. It's an entrepreneurial endeavor. But from an income perspective, it serves a different function. Right. And if it was my primary, then I would still have something on the side to fulfill those other needs I have in helping people in other ways. And the message there is also I've uh, sometimes people get caught up in trying to fulfill all parts of our being in one singular basket. So whether it's you're professional and you're want, wanting to give back and you're wanting to have mission and sometimes it's more effective to kind of split those efforts up and when you when you kind of remove the pressure to find all of those things in one pretty package it, you you actually get more realistic outcomes like you saying, okay, now I can serve people through coffee, but I can actually now also use that as a springboard to go teach and serve people through teaching as well. So you're actually doubling up. Absolutely. Not to mention, it gives me the ability. One thing I've always appreciated about having a job other than my company is it gives me the opportunity to one, take my time with things and not rush just to get something out into the market, um, make sure I really believe in it and it's exactly how I want it to be. But also it's allowed me to say no to business. It's it's really important to me to be able to say no to something if it's really against my values. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can go into any level or not on this one. How, do you, how did you find an employment opportunity that aligned so well with that aspect of you? Um, A lot of research, just looking, digging into what companies are about, looking at their track record with employees. Um, If they're a company that gives, who do they give to? And is it just to say they're giving or is it because they actually want to help people? That type of thing. It's really a matter of not just looking at what are they going to pay me, but what are they about? How long have they been around? How happy are their employees? Why are they happy? Bingo bullseye. You you look at the culture and if and if it's a very strong culture that is mission driven, even if it's not a nonprofit, it doesn't you don't have to literally be a philanthropic organization to be a mission driven company. And if that culture is firmly cemented in the foundation, then it bleeds up into all levels of the staff. And then you end up in a really, really healthy work environment. Yes, absolutely. Congratulations on that, because I feel like you've done two big things. A lot of people want to do, but either never try because they're not willing to take the risks that I think you've also taken. And that is one, start a business and two, find your sweet spot. (laughs) So what, what would you say, and this could be an either and a question, what is something that is has surprised you about the joy that you've found in where you're at today? I'm definitely surprised at how much joy I have, even though I work so hard, and that hard work doesn't have to be a bad thing. Um, I have a lot more joy doing what I believe in than when I was making more money working far less hard. Exactly. You know, it's funny. I've been there's this little book that I've, I I like to buy. I, I like to buy like business and professional development books on Amazon. I have I have stacks of them literally and I've read some of them. And I and I just like I go to Amazon to buy a book and then it'll give me 10 recommendations and I'm like, "Okay, I'm going to buy them all." And then at some point I actually open them and there is literally this little book that's that's been on my um 
coffee table in my office that says, do more great work. And it's just this small little red book. And it looks like it's supposed to be a coffee table book, like a flip book with inspirational quotes in it. And I sat down the other morning because, you know, I have, a, I have a routine where I go to the gym, I come to the office and I spend about a half an hour, 45 minutes on me before I start giving myself to everybody else. And I, I'm like, I'm going to actually open this little book. And it's oh, it's actually a workbook to help you define good, great and bad work so that you can do more of it. Nice. Yeah, you could probably write the sequel. <laughs> Perhaps. Yeah, so. that, that's great. I love that idea. Like I got into journaling. I try to do that every evening. And um, yeah, those kind of things really help quite a bit. What do you do? You journal? Uh, is it more inspirational or creative journaling? Or is it more kind of reflective and gratitude based? Mostly reflective and gratitude based. I try very hard to focus on PMA, positive mental attitude. And I start every day reflecting on positive things and some I am statements uh, for myself before I even go out into the world. If uh, everybody out there, if you're looking for a very easy to adopt, actionable element to a routine that helps build confidence and awareness around who you are and who you want to be, that is an excellent exercise to add to your day. But I want to, and and we've been focusing a lot on you and your career, but it wouldn't be fair to have an award-winning roaster on the show uh, without doing a little Q&A about the topic that millions of people love so much. So how do you feel about a little uh, rapid fire around some coffee Q&A? Sure. All right. The first question the world wants to know, to freeze or not to freeze? That is the question. Do not freeze. Do not freeze. Why? I'll tell you, some people are okay with it now, whereas before the whole industry was against it. My personal opinion is you're messing with the integrity of the coffee when you freeze it. The coffee oils are essential to the flavor. They have a lot to do with the coffee. And especially with the darker roast, if you're freezing it where it's an oilier coffee, you're going to lose flavor. It's it's just not going to be the same. Freshness is so important. And if you try fresh coffee, you will see the difference that it's not just me saying that. Well, and that's um, why it gets delivered to my house every other week. Shameless plug for Old Town Roasting. <laughs> you also said something. So you said something that leads to myth number two. And that is, why do Americans like the dark roasted sludge so much? It's okay. <laughs> not to knock it is... You know, love what you love. I still like really bad diner coffee, as long as they're being honest that it's really bad diner coffee. Just don't tell me it's some fancy geisha or that I should pay 20 bucks for a cup of coffee. What's your favorite method of coffee preparation? Overall, I would say French press. I think that's the purest way to drink coffee. There's no filter soaking up any of the oils or doing anything to alter anything. Not everybody loves it because you can get a little bit of the the fine ground in your coffee. Does, uh, yeah. does coffee really cure a hangover? No. It, it, it might make you happy enough that you don't care as much. But if anything, I would suggest never drinking coffee when you're hungover because it's a diuretic and it's just going to dry you out even more. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what is your favorite variety or best brand of coffee ice cream? Ooh, that's a good mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. Wow. You might have stumped me. I love coffee ice cream, but... Trader Joe's has a pretty awesome one. I just love ice cream. Yeah. Yeah, that's a tough one. But I, although I oftentimes, if I want something like a coffee ice cream, I'll just make a coffee toddy that I use for cold brew and just make oh. like a shake with that and ice cream. That's a great idea. Almost like a cold affogato. Yeah, exactly. Um, what is a fun coffee fact most of us would not know? Maybe the tale of the dancing goat and the origin of coffee. 
we were reading about this last night in preparation for this conversation. Oh, yeah? Because that's the theory about where coffee was invented, right? Uh, yeah, coffee first grew in Ethiopia. And the way people discovered it was um, some guys, shepherds, I guess you would call them, uh, farmers, whatever, with their goats, um, were getting pretty agitated and hopped up uh, eating the coffee cherries. And that's that's where they decided to play around with them and see what was that about, what that was about. Love it. And, and now some good coffee good. houses you'll find um, will actually have like little goats that they'll hide in the store, stuff like that. It's just kind of a nod to the nerdiness. So final final question of this um, lengthy rapid fire <laughs> is, <laughs> yeah. you know, coffee and Monday and every morning actually go hand in hand. So what is the first word you think of when I say Monday? The first word I think of when you say Monday is probably optimistic. Why? I think every Monday is a chance to a fresh start to the week. I could, you know, find new goals for myself or finally make the ones that I've been inching toward. I just, I think Mondays can just be a beautiful, clean slate. And if anything, it's something to look forward to instead of to regret. So uh, before I really do ask the last question, I do want to give everybody the channels to uh, to follow you and kind of get to know you better. Tune into Old Town Roasting. So where can we find you? So the company is at Old Town Roasting on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, pretty much wherever. It's pretty easy to find. And if you're a glutton for punishment and want to follow me personally, it's Sean the Roaster, uh, S-H-A-W-N versus Seen the Roaster. I don't spell it that way. Perfect. So check out check out Sean on uh, on all the social channels and uh, whether you are a you know kind of craft coffee nut or not, I definitely recommend you trying it. It'll definitely change your perspective. Our last question we always ask here: What Sean is your kind of best single piece of advice for listeners who want to have that intentionality in the next phase of life and want to improve the, either their personal or professional satisfactions and, and enjoy Mondays a little bit more? I would say the most important thing is to really dig deep and discover what your why is. You might know what you want to do and that you love something, but that why is what's going to keep you going on the days when you want to give up. It's the reminder of why this is important to you and why you need to do what you can to make it happen. So as we wind up this amazing conversation with Sean the Roaster Anderson, I want to just say thank you so much for, I want to say, being vulnerable into your into your past and your experience to help other people see that it is possible to you know overcome that that rug being pulled out from you and to, to interchange change and to do something new when you're not 22. And so um, just congratulations to getting to the point where Mondays are optimistic and not a dread, Sean. And thank you so much for being part of this story and the No More Mondays, you know, movement. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Angie. It was a pleasure for sure. Definitely my pleasure. And as always, go visit uh, Sean the Roaster on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Old Town Roasting or at Sean with a W, the Roaster. And uh, be sure to grab your next great cup of coffee. Compliments of this award-winning mission-minded roaster. And of course, I hope that you enjoyed the first full episode of the No More Mondays podcast and hope that you will subscribe to us wherever you access your podcasts. And until next week, my friends, pour yourself a freshly brewed cup of coffee and enjoy the next Monday in your life. Thanks for listening to this episode of No More Mondays. We hoped you grabbed some great insights to help you improve your professional satisfaction. Please visit us at Apple iTunes and give us a rating so we can continue to offer you awesome interviews and content each week. No more Mondays. New episodes drop every Wednesday. 
No More Mondays is brought to you by Career Benders Inc. in partnership with executive producer Jane Durkee. For more information about career coaching, resume writing, personal branding, recruiting, and entrepreneurship coaching services, visit our website at careerbenders.com. That's careerbenders, B as in boy, S as in Sam.com. This is your host, Angie Callen, signing off. Until next week, when we chat with another inspired, confident professional.